sliding into your midweek. It's episode 12 of Don's Pinball Podcast for your ears. Man, I've got a ton of news. This Tommy is great. It just keeps dropping. So I've got mod news, pinball award news. I even want to get a little bit into the what, deep root. What? We're going to do it all here right coming up after the drop. So get your fat tire beer if you are an alcoholic and get in on this. <laughs> I'm just playing. Let's go. become relevant later as i was saying in the bump there man this hobby and covering it has been fantastic because there's just this constant slow drip feed and sometimes you get a little extra uh, stream of information coming in and that's what happened today plus your boy has been doing some outreach so i have some adventures to share so i want to start this right up at the top hitting on some mods because i have some mod news mod news time all right so Bond, right? We've talked a lot about Bond. It's coming out. And I made some predictions, I believe, in one of my very first episodes here of some mods that I would like to see. Because y'all know your boy is into the modding community. Um, So for Bond, I did talk about Diddy's mods because at the time, Diddy had shown pictures of the new uh, rocket tower that he was designing um, for the game. And uh, looking at it here on Facebook, that looks like it's coming on even better, I think, than when he first dropped it. But he did one other thing. So as you all know, this game by Mr. George Gomez has a double ramp system, just like another game by Mr. George Lopez. Wait, George Lopez. Oh, kill me. Gomi. Um, just like Deadpool, right? Also designed by him. Where at the top of that double ramp system, there's a clear acrylic plastic uh, airball protector. So your balls don't just go flying right off the ramp and hit the glass. And I was looking at that as a prime location, right? To just like play a Monopoly for a development. And a development that I would give to Mr. Diddy Mods because his stuff is complete fire, right? So he has come with the Spectre Mansion for that exact same spot. This guy thinks like I do, um, only he makes mods better than I do. So this looks fantastic. He's dropped some no, uh, images on his personal Diddy's Pinball Mods Facebook page of the Spectre Mansion from Goldfinger. And it looks like it takes up that entire acrylic. It looks like, heck, it just replaces the whole dang thing. And so now instead of just a clear plastic area that we were looking at, boom, there's a building there. And there's enough height uh, beneath the glass for this to be a pretty full form model. It even lights up two different colors from what I can see. And he's still not done with this thing. So, bro, kudos to you, man. That thing looks great. If I had a bond, for sure that'd be going on it. And I love that tower that he's made for the pro. Um, in other mod news today, um, I assembled my bond. We're still staying with Bond. My Bond topper from Sparky Pinball. Now, I talked about this guy in a dealer spotlight. He makes toppers for $125. He makes them out of metal. He makes them in multiple dimensions of flats, so they have a 3D look. $125, powder-coated, and he's got them for a ton of games. I've got one on my Godzilla. I've got one on my Rush, and he has just made one for Bond. There's four Bond women in the foreground, and then that rifled barrel look in red right behind that, and then right in the center... There's Bond himself right in the back, holding his pistol up high, ready to shoot. 
Man, this thing looks classic. I took a picture of it and I put it up on the Facebook page of Don's Pinball Podcast. Be sure to check that and hit a follow and you can see a picture of it. Um, now, I am not sponsored by him. He did give me a 20% discount for giving him a shout out. But I did drop real money for this thing and I don't even have the game. That's how much I like with his product that he made. So I mounted it to a 2x6 and I think I'm just going to make a shelf out of it in my pinball room. I mean, it's good to look at. I love the thing. So check that out. Sparky Pinball Mods. There he's on Pinside. Diddy's on Pinside, and they both make some excellent, excellent stuff. So, moving on into outreach. <laughs> this, I guess, it's February as I'm recording this now, and I'm one month deep into this, and I just do not see myself slowing down at all. I, I think I'm going to keep this going. And so, what I've started to do now is reach out into the community. I can reach out as far as my hand to give a handshake to folks that are local, and I could reach out online to our folks around the world. And so reach out I did, first through Facebook on the Pinball Brothers. They have actually a fairly robust social media presence, and they do post updates. I covered uh, photos that they put up of Queen Pinball being assembled. So, you know, I gave them some good comments, and then I reached out to them by email saying, hey, um, you know, you guys are located in Sweden from what I believe. Uh, can I come swing by the office? Say what up, take a couple photos, maybe give you some stickers and, uh, gosh, if everything aligns, maybe a short little interview or just a shout out or something. And they replied with, we don't really understand what you're asking for. So, uh, my background on this. So I, I, I come from the roller coaster and theme park and themed entertainment community where we reach out to and have a good working relationship with roller coasters and ride manufacturers, right? And it's not unusual at all for us to um, call and arrange a site visit to you know offices or to production facilities or even on site where these rides are and get like some backstage tours you know um, talk to the designers that make these things have them sign stuff for us and you know I can see the same thing happening in pinball um, you've got these big uh, assembly facilities it would be nice to stop by just say what up thank you to the people that make these things for us and get a feel of what it's like at the place where these things are made, you know? So then when we get in our homes, we kind of have a better idea of exactly what goes into making these things, right? Where does all that build a material budget go to? I mean, um, you know, for every play field that goes get put in a game, there's got to be a ton that are just rejected because they're not perfect. And so just to get that perspective, plus it's fun to say hi. Jersey Jack does tours. That's fantastic. Stern does tours. I'd love to see more of that. And so it's like Pinball Brothers, um, you know, what's going on this summer? You know, I, I tend to go to Europe every summer now, um, love the place. And so um, I'm also into coasters and theme parks. And there's a Colmarden uh, Zoo, which has a relatively new coaster from Rocky Mountain Construction that I haven't ridden yet. And it looks like wildfire, literally, because that's the name. Um, they said that they, they do have offices, but it's a closed office. I don't know exactly, uh, you know, what's going on or anything, but from what they told me, and they were very kind in their email, uh, they let me know that their production facilities are really worldwide with their designers located all around the world. And they all kind of work on each individual project and then it all comes together, um, kind of at their office. And then their production facilities are actually in Spain, <laughs> in Italy. Um, I've had Spain on the brain. Sorry. Um, so, uh, the headquarters is over in Urbro, Sweden, um, kind of between Stockholm and Jotunberg, if you guys are familiar, and then Bergamo, Italy, just uh, east of Milan, 
uh, is where their production facility is. So uh, I'm still planning like a, a Spain, Southern France, and uh, Italy and Alps kind of road trip this summer. It's still preliminary, but I'm fairly certain it's going to happen. And how fun would that be to swing through between pizzerias and relaxing in the Italian rivers, um, but just you know spending 20, 30 minutes walking around the production facility and, and seeing the, these different builds and kind of what the line is like and just chat and see how they're doing and practice my Italiano. Um, so they, <laughs> uh, I'll still have to float that by them again. Now there could be industry secrets they want to protect, or they may not be set up to have, you know, uh, this, this American guy wandering around their production facilities or whatever. So it may not happen, but I can at least go out front and shoot a selfie that I was there. Right. I've done it with Zamperla with their coaster manufacturing and rides. So we'll see what happens, but more locally, um, I've reached out to a couple of arcades. Now I live up here in central Wisconsin currently uh, the temperature is frigid, I believe the word is for it. It was negative seven the other morning going to work. Cold enough to freeze your nostrils together. So I went over to, uh, what's it called? I want to get it right. I keep I called them Nerd Haven last time. Geeks Mania. Uh, we'll pay one price arcade located in Madison, Wisconsin. I stopped in and spoke to Kenny. Super nice guy. What I had noticed was that this arcade that I had been going to which had about between 14 and 20 pinball machines. I mean, they had every single Black Knight, like all three of them. Um, they had a Jersey Jack Pirates of the Caribbean. They had a Houdini, uh, Rick and Morty, like a lot of a really nice version of Wizard of Oz. Um, Ruby Red Slippers were on there. So, um, And then I noticed on Pinball Map that they'd been dwindling and they only had four or five games listed. What? So... Um, I just figured I'd pop in there, talk to the guy. So it turns out that um, these guys are just, they're doing it, man. They're going to make sure that this business is surviving. And so uh, through COVID, it hit them very hard. And so they were in need of some operating revenue. And I mean, nothing generates operating revenue like selling pinball machines. Am I right? Like, uh, you know, what's Pirates of the Caribbean going for $30,000 or some insane amount plus like all their other versions of games they had so they had to dwindle to stay in business but they are rebuilding and kenny told me that they are going to be at midwest gaming conference um coming up in march next month next month it's coming up mgc and so they're looking to make some deals so if you're a dealer and you're going to be at mgc why don't you hook up with some local guys that have a truck that can take the machines right up the road and keep them local give them a good package deal tell them don sent you so <laughs> anyway, right now they're still operating their robust arcade. They've got a lot of classic arcade game machines, too. I mean, it's not like the place is cleared out. I, he gave me a walking tour today. Let me walk around and check everything out. Um, I threw a picture up on their site. So for $15 right now, pay one price. They're open like 10 to 10, some nights till midnight. Um, they do birthday parties, and I can see them starting leagues once they get their games built back up this summer. So it's on. They're at 6502 O'Donnell Road in the city of Madison, Wisconsin. So check them boys out. All right, moving on uh, throughout my day. What did I do today? I went in, I got some, I got some Italian lunch, uh, went to Cost Plus and spent way too much on some really awesome stuff, uh, hit up Costco, went to Geeks Mania, and then you know what? I found out that there is a Bond limited edition in Madison now available for play. So I stopped by the Blue Moon Bar and Grill, a place where I had been before, the first place I actually found a Toy Story 4. And this place has a great curated collection of pinball machines. Now, there's about oh, six, seven uh, machines. However, they're nearly all limited edition Sterns. So if you want to go one stop and just go down the line and try all the best tier editions, best trim level machines, 
This is the place to do it. They are Insider Connected. They have the big screen up there and tracking, and they do some awesome events. And they told me about one, which I will advertise shortly. So going down the line, um, they had the Bond Limited Edition. Right next to that is a Mandalorian Limited Edition. First time I was able to play that. There's a Rush Ellie, Godzilla Ellie, Avengers Infinity Quest Ellie. They even got a Stranger Things Pro on one side of the lineup, a Cactus Canyon remake on the other side, and they still have that Toy Story 4 for good measure. All games are a dollar, six for five, some are three for two. So stop on in there. They have a bar downstairs. They, they're a bar and grill. They got uh, sandwiches and things. It looks fantastic. Uh, while I was there, I was able to play the Bond LE, and boy, that thing is pretty when it's in your hands. I mean, I know we talk a lot of game, a lot of mess about, you know, the price is now $13,000 for $3,000. What are you getting? Basically a Thunderball art package. Yes, there's mirrored glass, but they're kind of limited because they had to use the stock images. So you can only see the mirror flash for parts of it. But gosh, looking at that with that aqua blue armor and that fresh play field with no pits at all. Mm, I was having some thoughts. Like I, if this was in my house, I would be fairly proud. So great build stern uh, great color choice on the powder coat the armor though looking you know next to mandalorian next to it has a, like the laser cut for the mandalorian's long rifle and then bond just has that just uh, the button cover slash area and that's it there's really like no design in there uh just it could have been so much better but man it feels good in the hand and this was interesting uh it was a limited edition i believe or they added it comes with the shaker motor and that's the only bond i've played that actually had one and um so when you hit the rocket and feel the shake and given that their games are up on the second floor um you really feel it in your feet too so um that added a ton to the gameplay i had a great time on bond i played their whole lineup up there i have a renewed um love for avengers infinity quest that's a fantastic game that just made my list for you know maybe at some point getting in the lineup so i went down and said hi to the guy at the bar turns out jim schmock is his name and he's a fantastic guy these are his games and boy does he know how to curate now there is an event coming up that i said i'd give him a shout out fat tire the beer company is hosting this is an amazing deal. On Thursday, February 16th, they are having free play pinball sponsored by New Belgium Fat Tire Beer. And so that means that you can show up from 5 to 9 p.m. on Thursday, February 16th, right in Madison, right near downtown, right near the university, and you can get exclusive badges on Insider Connected. There's going to be a tournament, there's going to be giveaways, and there's going to be free Fat Tire Beer from 5 to 9 p.m. on the house. Now, you can't swing a cat and hit a better deal than that in the center of Madison, Wisconsin. It's freezing cold outside. Go play you some free pinball. Get yourself in a tournament and get lit on Fat Tire uh, down there at the Blue Moon Bar and Grill located at 2535 University Avenue in Madison, Wisconsin. Tell them Don sent you. All right, that's some good promotion. So doing some, this was fun. I met some great people today. I told, hey, my name's Don. I got this podcast. I'm local. I just, I like pinball. What's going on? Do you have things to promote? And these guys couldn't be happier. We had great conversations, solid dudes, solid locations. And I'm going to take this on the road <laughs> once the road's de-ice and I can get around this summer. All right, moving on. We did just have the pinball awards. I don't want to waste a ton of time covering all the winners and everything because that would be a whole show unto itself. But uh, there were some definite winners. Now, there was the pinball machines themselves. Way to go, Rush. I knew you could do it. And, hey, Toy Story, great. I want to get shout-outs and, and art. 
I mean, the art's great. It's Disney. Who could say that? But there was another bunch of winners, and those were the people in the comments. So watching the live stream, if you were in that comment thread, you could be randomly chosen for pinball swag. And they had play fields from Spooky. They had gift uh, bundles of of of, of, of wear <laughs> shirt. What are, what are humans put on their chests? Shirts and things, you know. Uh, and your boy here, who had no expectations on anything, ended up getting himself a Godzilla banner. So thank you, flipping out pinball, everybody involved, the live streamers. It was a great show. I sat there and watched the whole thing while I was in the background doing my taxes and then commenting when I could. And I got myself a banner. I can't wait to put it up on the wall. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, so otherwise, in the news this week, I mean, we're getting some rumors from the K-Man, Mr. Kaneda. I will give him full credit for revealing these rumors that he does. I like them. I like these rumors. Uh, Pulp Fiction has surfaced out of nowhere. Long rumored to be coming from somebody, but likely Chicago Gaming Company of some sort. And now, adding to the spice mix, is Raw Thrills, the makers of those shooty-up arcade games and everything. They want to get in the pinball business, and they're... I believe they can. They have the power to do it. Um, so this is rumored now. We got a, a maker, Mark Ritchie, brother of Steve Ritchie. As you know, I'm new to this. I've been doing this a year and a half, so now I know there's two of them. And just for good measure, I went and played Road Kings today, as recommended to me on the live stream. And, you know, I didn't hate it. <laughs> for being an old single ramp game. And speaking of single ramp games and throwbacks, that's what Pulp Fiction is rumored to be. Now, what we had heard was that it was going to be a street-level play field, right? Uh, meaning no ramps, no jumps, no vucks, no none of that. Now the rumor is saying there's going to be at least one ramp in the game. Wow, just like Road Kings, huh? Maybe some saucers or something, too, like Road Kings. Same designer, so hey, that would be fun. Maybe just a reskin. Wouldn't that be funny? Now, this is like a dream theme for so many people, man. This movie hit in 1994. I was 15 years old, completely impressionably wide open, and this thing just soaked right into my brain juices. Took me until senior year for me to really understand it. Uh, but yeah, what a what a what a what a theme, what a movie. I had the screenplay even after that. Man, I got all into this thing. I was quoting Jules nonstop for the latter half of uh, high school. So I, I I want this game to be fantastic. Um, the rumors that I'm hearing kind of go. I would like this to be more Big Lebowski and less Bond 60th if that makes sense. And I think I'm not alone in that thought. So those are my thoughts on the Pulp Fiction thing. Um, I can't wait to see it is, you know, I'm much more excited for it than I am for Godfather, but I am equally excited to see both of them because I want to see exactly what's really going on. So is this a raw thrills developed game? Uh, that's going to be built by a Chicago gaming company. We will wait and see, but we may not have to wait that long because the last part of this juicy, juicy rumor is that March Texas Pinball Festival, there may be something there for us. What better time to announce? This is going to be Pinball Spring coming. Pinball Spring Springmageddon will be on us. We've got Scooby-Doo confirmed being built, coming out, Queen Pinball's being assembled. Uh, we've got uh, a Cornerstone from Stern coming, probably Venom. Will it be there? Will it be announced the weekend of the show? Uh, we get this for Chicago Gaming Company stuff, and Ralph Thrills is getting in here, and who knows who's next? American Pinball! American Pinball's supposed to have something. This is going to be the most nuclear spring that I have known since I've been following Pinball. So I'm excited. I can't wait. It's It's got to be great for us. We're going to have a... Uh, what a, what a confusion of riches. No, that's not how it goes. Um, a problem of tons of stuff to do. Ah, good problem to have. I think that's what's gonna what it's gonna be. 
And I heard that from the live stream today. For those that missed it, um, I want to start a weekly live stream just so we can have that live dialogue back and forth. And so today was the first one. And I think it went pretty good. went for about an hour. It's archived up on the Facebook site. So if you could go check that out, your boy would be most appreciative. Moving on to Deep Root. Where? Where do I start with this? Um, this <laughs> the, the, the collapse of the whole deep root pyramid was going on right as I was kind of getting really deep into the nuance of this hobby. And it was just mind friggin' blowing. So for the people that have been following him, it was a multi-year saga. So basically this guy, oh gosh, his name is escaping me. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Um, what really prompted my reinterest in it again, Canada. He has captured uh, videos that were during the production of uh, the whole Deep Root process that were released and then, of course, are now nowhere to be found. He's been throwing them up on a Facebook page or Facebook YouTube page to watch. So I watched a few of them, the Pin Pod uh, extravaganza video, and then his other uh, Raza unveil, here's my two editions and here's all our magic innovations video. And just, my mind is blown with this whole thing. His name is Robert Mueller. There, just came to me. So Robert Mueller, this guy, there's the guy and there's the saga. So I want to get into the innovations. But first off, um, what this man did, to recap from the best of my recollection now of putting all this together, basically bilked investors, mainly old retirees with life savingses, uh, into supporting his pinball company and then went through a multi-year process of promises, 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 and zero delivered now you know of course you have to take every investment with the risk that comes with it but this seems like it was one of two things either this was an engineering scam where his plan was to embezzle this money from the beginning and just keep going with you know a bs cloud to keep the the money train going until the point he hit where he could jump off with his riches but that's not really what happened the other thing that this could be is psychopathy clinical schizophrenia, schizophreniform disorder, some sort of mental upset and delusion, okay? Um, a delusion is a sincerely held false belief, right? So this guy may be completely legit and believing what he's saying, but what he's saying doesn't re- isn't real. It doesn't exist. Um, so there's a spectrum there. Maybe it's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, so watching this guy... Uh, is fairly amazing because on the surface level, he sounds pr- pretty convincing. You know, the pin pod, okay? He in- invented and engineered an, an object uh, formerly known as a plywood box. Um, and this was going to be the crate of the future, right? Um, now, I believe people have been creating things with plywood since uh, time immemorial. Um, but but basically, he, made, he built a six-sided plywood box um, and some metal hanger strips that would go in and hold this thing together. Um, basically, you'd put your pinball machine in the middle. There were some metal guides, and then you would uh, use some ratchet straps to strap it down to the base. And then you assemble the sides and clip them all together, and then life goes on. Now, um, I don't know if he's aware that screws exist, and most crates are just screwed together, but, uh, you know bless him um looks like he was using three quarter inch plywood and of that he was using high grade i mean these were sanded both sides this was a grade plywood um which when you're thinking of a shipping container you really don't need to go for the furniture uh, level stuff man he was selling these things or selling this company never sold anything except lies and and misery Uh, retail he wanted to charge a thousand dollars for you to pay in addition uh to the price of the machine so that it would arrive in this nice plywood box the plywood looked great by the way just it's unnecessary um would you pay an extra thousand dollars just to have your 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 stuff come in a, a plywood 
crate, which if it was damaged, you would still refuse it just as you would refuse it with um, a cardboard, right? I mean, so this is a, a solution in need of a problem, <laughs> really. I mean, but fine. It was very well constructed. It was, um, it was an idea. And, and ideas are great to have. It's good to build up mock-ups. But <laughs> really? Really? A pin pod? <laughs> Carrie already was in that video. I was laughing. It was funny. Um, I like enjoy that guy's videos. Never met him in real life. Um, and then looking at his other video where he had the two Razas, what were the editions? They were called something stupid. It was like the arcade edition and then the extra edition. Robert Mueller, you are the extra in this case. So uh, basically a budget version and an upper version. Um, again, there were ideas here, and it's interesting that they were made. And I hope these ideas don't die but keep getting workshopped, okay? A few of them that come to mind is basically the... Um, the, the hood lift or the bonnet glass, right? So um, you open the machine, unlock the lock bar, and then the whole glass kind of lifts straight up. Um, not a bad idea. I don't know if it's worth the cost. I mean, glass is easy enough to slide out. But, you know, okay, if that could be, uh, you know, a budget engineer to be appropriate, that'd be kind of fun to lift the hood of your pinball machine to get in there and work on it. Um, the one thing I did see that I kind of liked was his lit side panel. So the cabinet art um, on the, well, the extra edition <laughs> um, actually had backlit acrylic is what it looked like. So that the graphic on the side was actually backlit. And that's, that's kind of cool. Um, I do have some backlighting for uh, my Rick and Morty flipper cover areas on the sides. And, and they do produce a little bit of a glow. And that's kind of neat. Um, it's the kind of thing that you would never see if the machine was in a lineup like most arcades and most people homes that have more than two games. Um, but you know, an interesting idea that in the right implementation, maybe if it was a showcase machine, it'd be nice to see that implemented. I think uh, pinball brothers may have done something similar with a version of alien where they had this insert that would go into the side of the cabinet. So that's interesting. The wraparound graphics on the back box. Again, if this is like the only game in the lineup, you'd be able to see it. Otherwise most people would not. Um, the floating uh, space between the back box and the LCD screen, um, that was weird. I don't see a purpose of that. And <laughs> speaking of something with no purpose, do you want a touch screen on your pinball machine? Um, is this necessary? It was kind of cool how you could, um, you know, uh, operate uh, the menus by touchscreen. So you can change the uh, cost of the game. You can look at the audits. You can fire off the coils and do tests. That was neat, but I'm pretty sure you could do the same thing through an app and an iPad. I mean, again, a, a brilliant solution to a problem that's already been solved. Um, <laughs> just a, Those are my views of this guy. Um, what's What's most likely? Okay, if this guy was just a grifter looking for cash, that cash wouldn't have just gotten spent. I mean, this guy was spending money like crazy. He had an extravagant office. Um, he had giant warehouse space. But, like, the warehouse space he had wasn't set up. It wasn't optimized for what he needs. And his, like, assembly line was was nowhere near, like, something that would actually work. Um, and, you know, he had a he was paying also for an animation studio in Utah. Um, like funding it, like with with employees, from what I've been gathering, and um, this was a, a company that that was working on its first game and had plans to build like five a year, which even the professional companies that actually make games and sell games haven't even done yet. So that leads me to lean a little bit more that. Uh, something was off. There was certainly some delusions at play because if you're just grifting money, you wouldn't be spending money on, on, on like a condo for yourself and, and buying expensive furniture that's just going to get repossessed as soon as this whole house of cards falls over. And, you know, spooky pinball from what I know of their rise 
10 years. Congratulations, guys. Is when they were in the business incubator working on America's Most Haunted for making and successfully building 150 machines and selling them. I don't think they were spending money hiring an animation studio in Utah across the country, right? So this whole thing just seems to come from probably a sincerely held delusion from um, a man that could probably use some assistance and is, you know, obviously. Um, uh, has a lot of drive, you know, to pull off this whole thing. I just think you may just need a little assistance there, buddy. You know, get yourself checked. Um, those are my thoughts on deeper. But I want to end with something, something cool. Okay. So something that occurred during the live stream, um, listener reached out and he's like, what, are, what are your ideas for themes? And of course I went right to, oh, Jaws and Back to the Future. But then thinking about it, we went through Office Space, you know, Beavis and Butthead, Idiocracy, fantastic movie. Everybody needs to see it because it's where our society's heading. Um, and then landed on like, you know, Masters of the Universe, right? Uh, like a franchise that only exists to sell toys. And then after I was done with the live stream, I was sitting there thinking, and then this came to mind. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. I mean, can you see that? The fucking A-Team pinball machine. The whole machine can look like their van, man, or the van can be on top or running around the field. B.A. Baracus, man. Like, Mr. T, what a class act that guy is. I was talking on the live stream about celebrities and, like, how they can have all of this talent built into a skill tree but then be lacking in other areas, and you end up with the Justin Rollins and the issues and things. And, like, you know, there's really very few people that have risen up, and they're, like, a good, solid dude of character, plus they have good ability, and we like watching them on screen, and they're multifaceted. Keanu Reeves is a solid dude that's totally rocking it on just all fronts right like almost superhuman but even that makes him more human well mr t terry uh b.a baracus this is a solid guy helped kids out had a cartoon show had a breakfast cereal and it was good dang it it was even in peewee's big adventure which is another dream theme so i would love to see just this action show <laughs> the a team i mean it's 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 perfect for pinball you launch the ball there's four characters you can be four players each player can pick a character just like scooby has done now and each one can have a different attribute like how fun is that not 30 characters from pirates of the caribbean but just the four main guys you know and each one of them one's got a longer ball save you know one, one's got a you know less hits to hit the drop down target to make it stop or less balls you need to lock for multi-ball you know come on i'm just brainstorming here helicopters explosions rumble effects the van and then the whole show was based on missions right every episode is a different mission go through the first season first first or second season pick out those classic show the ones of the best you know missions and then make that into the modes this thing writes itself we just needed it to build itself I love when that pinball machine comes together. Somebody get the A-team for crying out loud. I pee the food, goes home crying to his mama. I do too, B.A. Baracus. And that brings us to the end of another episode. 
I'm gonna keep it up. Give me that feedback. What I want everybody to do, your homework assignment is to go to Don's Pinball Podcast on Facebook and follow the page so I can build up to 100 listeners. I've got 52 followers right now. I want 100 so I get the analytics. Also, throw me an email, Don's Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. I'm sending out the Rush Mods. They're free. Just give me your address. Let me know you want one. Later.